Saturday night. Is it Saturday night? It's yeah, Saturday it's Saturday night. night. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for the B.D. Freeman Show. I feel like I look weird over on the uh, on the monitors there. It's going to bother me all night. Uh, um, uh, so I hope you guys are digging my sexy threads. It is our Halloween show, as you can see from the uh, pumpkins up here. This is a Halloween episode. Uh, also, This is also my birthday episode as uh, Halloween... Halloween is my birthday. I decided to go with uh, a 70s look today because of who my guest is. And uh, I'm so excited about it. I'm not, I, I'm not even really going to jump into a monologue. I rather want to jump into the music. Ladies and gentlemen, from war, we have Pete Hall here today. Pete is here. He is here today. Today. Pete Cole. And I'm telling you, we're a... Why can't we be friends? There ain't no reason why we can't be friends. We're going to be some friends when we get back. Go to the bathroom, get yourself something to eat, and when you get done, wash your hands, and then come back, and we'll be here, okay? Get us out of here so they can go do their thing. tell you how excited I am tonight because tonight we're about to break it down with the man from war from the lowrider band Pete Cole is <laughs> here. Yeah. And let's get into some music. Okay. On, get Gary. Gary. La 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 la
So we'll be right back. You guys, <laughs> I'm too excited. You guys, you guys go and go do something. And I'll be right back. You guys come back. when you came back. Every time, every time we come back from commercial, that particular commercial, you always come back playing sad. That's like, satisfied. It, it just sounds I like... Just with Pete it, Cole. Just, it just sounds like... It just sounded like you were like, I'm still here on this show. No. You're misreading. I, I just played with Pete Cole. Dude, I just played with Pete Cole. You just played with Pete Cole. We I, just, I know. We just hey, played with Pete Cole, BD, man. BD, we just played with Pete Cole. <laughs> This is like the greatest birthday present ever. That's your birthday present. I'm, I'm doing all this while I'm sitting here not talking to Pete Cole. I'm in here talking about. I'm talking about Pete Cole. He might hear us. He's quiet. We don't want him to know how geeked we are about him being here. <laughs> we are so geeked about you, oh, man. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you for being here. Whoa. I mean, hell, I just play with Pete Cole, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, you have a story to tell. Oh, well. you have a story to tell because, uh, you know, I mean, all of us, all of us growing up, man, I mean, war, that was that was it. That was how you did it. We all watch uh, uh, all the concerts, listen to all the music. You could hear it on the radio. Back when people listened to radio, you could hear it all the way down the street. One song, same radio station, all the way down the street playing all the odds music, man. Oh, it's a beautiful and, thing. And it was, I mean, well, first let me start with this. Let me, I don't want to get right to it. I like to have it as a meal. So let's start with a little appetizer. How did you... How did you get into the band in the first place? And and maybe even a, a, a better question is, how did you start in music? Well, my father was a musician. My mother was a singer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got my voice from her, and my musical gift basically came posthumously. 
I mean, after um, he passed away. Yeah. You know, about a year after he died, man, it just, bam, I, it's like I got zapped. Wow. Yeah. How old It's uncanny. I had to be around 10. 10 years old. Yeah. Wow. You know, and of course, the rest is history, you know. It's, yeah been going on ever since man. yeah <laughs> so 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 now you're 10 years old and you have this thing now vibrating inside you of music how did you get from being 10 year old pete and wanting to play somewhere to being one of the biggest bands in the world <laughs> well man it's a funny story man i mean you know i mean i've been a musician of course you know a, a, a professional musician, you know, since the age of like 16 or 17. Wow. You know, it took that period of time from when I first started to, you know, accumulate people, accumulate the contacts, and next thing you know, I'm in a situation. You never know who you're going to meet, right. you know. Well, you know, from that point, you know, all the way to, well, 30, 40 years later, you know, um, I just happened to be at a, at a concert. You know, uh -huh. now, I've worked with a lot of different people over the years, yeah. you know, a lot of different people, you know, the Silvers, Billy Preston, oh, you know, um, oh yeah, Dad's band, what? you know, yeah, even, you know, uh, <laughs> to name a few, <laughs> you know. I would trade but, some of my nights for your nights. Oh, bless you. say that. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. But, but here's the funny thing, you know, I mean, we all know you got to be more than a musician. So, you know, I was a bus driver. Wow. For a period of time, uh -huh. you know, and um, I was actually at the airport. And the funniest thing, you know, uh, I was in a situation where I thought, you know, I could re I could do this for the next twenty years and retire, you know, benefits on nine yards. But one day, like I said, I went to see War at the L.A. County Fair. But when I was there, I, I, you know, of course, seeing them on stage, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not them. Wait, it's only one of them. You know, it's only one of them, the guy on the keyboards. Uh -huh. You know, the rest of the guys are basically Hispanic. You know, you know, if you remember war, yeah. back in the day, it was six black guys and one white guy with an afro playing the harmonica. Uh -huh. Right? So, so, you know, the next day, and this is the very next day, I kid you not, the very next day, I'm at the terminals driving my bus, I let this guy off my bus, this guy gets on with a snare drum, which was the only catalyst for the conversation. You know, I, I, you know, I'm helping him with his luggage, of course, you know, and he's sitting there with this snare drum. And I go, hey, man, you play drums? He goes, yeah. I said, man, I play keyboards. I write, I stutter, da 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 yada, yada, right? I just went and saw war last night at the L.A. County Fair. He goes, that ain't war. I said, I know. And keeping in mind, this is the very next day after seeing the concert. He goes, that ain't war. I said, I know. Whatever happened to those guys? Because there was only one of them on the stage, right? He goes, let me show you something. He gets up and shows me a picture. I go, oh, man, there's B.B. Dickerson. There's Howard Scott, Lee Oscar. And that's you. Oh, my God. It was Harold Brown. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> it was Harold Brown. I was like, man, I mean, you can imagine the gushing. Oh, yeah. You know? But I said, man, can I keep this, right? He had a phone number on it. He was on his way to New Orleans. Uh -huh. He said, yeah, and he had his number on it. I said, I won't bug you, I swear to God. He said, don't worry about it, man. Keep that, man. He signed it. So sometime later, right, 
I get him on the phone, you know, sometime later after I sent him, I sent him a CD through that, through the information on the thing, you know, and uh, he goes, I was really impressed with your CD. I said, who knows? Maybe one day we'll get the jam together. He said, you got to ask God about that. I said, okay, I will. <laughs> right? I kid you not, man. I'm, I'm driving my bus, you know, and, you know, and I'm thinking that same thought I said earlier. I could do this for the next 20 years. But that voice hit me, man. It came from out of nowhere. I'm going to take all this away from you, man. I was the only one on the bus. Right? I started bawling. Ah, you know, take my job. <laughs> he said, you, that same voice, you're going to do what I made you to do. And I kid you not, 9-11 hit right after that. Oh and my I lost everything. They laid off so many people, man. Yeah. It was so, I went through a difficult time. Oh, yeah. Okay? But 12 years later, I kid you not, 12 years later, man, I was at a party playing keyboards at this Christmas party, and the bass player there, he goes, Pete, don't leave yet. I want you to meet somebody. So I parked my car. I came on over and walked to him. I said, this is B.B. Dickerson from War. I said, oh, my God, of course, more gushing, you know. <laughs> he said, hey, man, you know, I'd you know, I love to play, man. I can do the work, right? That's what I told him. I can do the work, Right. He said, take my card. And, you know, we exchanged numbers. Six months after that, man, out of the blue, Pete, can you get a passport? We got some dates, and we don't have a keyboard player. I said, bam, okay, where are we going? And so I'm thinking we're going to have an audition, you know, in some private quarters to have an audition, right? I went over to his house. He said, man, that's not how we operate. He said, let's get on the computer. He gets on the computer. He said, here's your ticket. Bop, bop, bop. Da, 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 da. We're leaving out of this date. Da, da, da. See you on that date, you know. And that was it. Man, we flew to Kansas City, and that was the audition, man, my first concert. Wow. <laughs> what was the first? Well, what was it said that must have been? I can't, even, I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Oh, that was weird. It was like, wow, I'm just meeting everybody yeah. before we perform. I'm meeting the rest of the band. Yeah. You know, Lee and, yeah. and Howard, you know, and, of course, Lance Ellis and Chuck Barber. I mean, Lance, he basically took uh, Charles Miller's place. Uh, After Charles Miller passed away, Lance was, you know, they put Lance there, you yeah. know, so he's the sax player. Yeah. And, it, of course, after Papa D passed away, Chuck Barber. Yeah. So they, you know, they these are the, the old timers, right? I'm yeah. new, you know, and so now it's been um, close to 10 years now. Nice, you know, man. and um, I mean, once again, you never know who you're gonna meet. You know, what, what was that? For, what was that first concert like? We standing, getting out there, well, onto the stage, going <laughs> out there and seeing all those people and the whole thing, and just the circumstance that now you are in this band. Man, I, yeah. it's a funny thing. I thought, you know, I thought there would be butterflies and nervousness. Man, I felt so at home. That's the blessing of it. It's like, you know, it, it, I, I received it and approached it the same way as this, yeah. you know, like this. You know, we're, we're making this music, you know. In that situation, they just need more amplification. Okay. You know. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you specified it was like in your way, because if you're like, if it was like this like show, this, then yeah. I, I would feel really bad. <laughs> but <laughs> No, but it was, I mean, a couple of thousand people out there. You know, but at the same time, you know, I realized, okay, I'm on my, I'm on my spot. I'm in my, da da da. I'm in the zone, uh -huh. and we're just having fun. You know, I had them position me where I could see everybody on the stage, so yeah. I, could, so I wouldn't miss the cues. Right. You know, and of course the, you know, 
Oh, so, that must have been. Oh, yeah. But here's the basic principle. It's really no different from what we just did. The only difference is there's a whole bunch of people out there, so you need a lot more amplification. That's it. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. It's all music, baby. Man. <laughs> what was that first night like? Could you sleep the first night? Oh, yeah, man. It was like, I, you know, it, it, it felt so natural. That's the, that's the most amazing part of this whole thing. You know, um, when I met everybody, I didn't feel intimidated. I was like, hey, I'm Pete. Let's go to work. Yeah. You know, let's go to work. You know, and so they, you know, I believe that, you know, that they were impressed with that. Yeah. You know, that, um, you know, we went straight through it, you know, without a hitch. Yeah. And, of course, we each one after that, you know, yeah. and almost 10 years later, man, you know, wow. people ask me, are you an original member? I go, I am now. <laughs> you know, I, I am now, yeah. you know, because, I mean, I kid you not, man, true story. You know, once again, you know, when you're around famous people that people know, sometimes others will think you're famous too. You know, it's it's uncanny. I'm on. The, I'm, we're we're on a flight to want to a concert. There's a little boy sitting next to me, man. He's looking at his little pad. You know, he's watching a movie, and I go, "Wow, that looks pretty good." You know, he goes, "Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, yeah." I said. He goes, why are you on the plane? I go, well, I, I travel and perform with a very famous band. And we play music, you know, everywhere. And we mostly fly where we have to go, you know. He goes, oh. He said, well, they're really famous. I'm not, you know. I'm just part of what they do. He said, well, you look famous to me, right? <laughs> we get off, we're getting off the plane. He goes, you know, his name was Wyatt. He goes, I'll never forget Wyatt. He goes, yeah, Pete, I enjoy flying with you. I said, you too, Wyatt. Take it easy. And I got up and got my little bag and got off the plane, right? Man, I kid you not, man. We're all in front of the freaking terminal waiting for this limo to pull up. I kid you not, man. We're all standing. I'm standing with the guys, you know, Harold and Lee and Howard and, you know, our road manager. All of a sudden, we hear, Pete, Pete. And I look, and there's Wyatt across the street with his mother. You know, she's standing there like this, you know, and he's like waving, you know, he, and then they come across, he said, be careful, look both ways, you know, the mom, you know, and he comes right over to me, man, with a little pad and pen. He goes, would you sign this for me? <laughs> you know, and they're like, you know, <laughs> like, how the hell is this happening, right? <laughs> but yeah, man, you never know who you're going to meet. You know, but you got to be meeting tons of people out there on the road. What is it like on the road with the rock and roll band? We out there killing it every night. Well, you you you're tired at the end of the day, you know. I mean, when you're, you're really out, letting you're, me down with yeah, this one, Pete. Yeah, I was tired I was at like, the end of the day. The man. band ended at the parties, and we go wild. <laughs> we tear down the hotel rooms. You're like, at the end of the day, we're, we're tired. We're tired. I mean, the truth, we man. watch you know, the news. We go to sleep. You know, and you got to keep in mind, you know, um, you know, for the most part, it's not like it once once was. Like say 50 years, maybe for the Stones, uh, and it may it, and that may just be a front, okay. But, you know, the guys are basically in their, you know, early to mid-70s now. Yeah. And so, you know, with them, you know, right after the show, man, they're, you know, they're into the transportation, going back to the hotel. And, yeah. They're taking know, the drugs, yeah, but, yeah. They're, but they're but, a different kind of drugs now. <laughs> very, very different kind. Maybe sleeping pills. The other That's right. it's Viagra. <laughs> 
Perhaps I would never know. But it's a funny thing, man. You know, um, the the most fun that I have, man, when I'm out with the guys is is with the sax player, man. We, you know, if there's going to be any party in this. You know, it's usually with him, the sax player, uh, and the percussionist. You know, we yeah. call ourselves the A-team. You know, so. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like I said, man, when we're, when we're out there, um, it's just straight to the, to the, to the nitty-gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we, we don't see each other until then. You know, because everyone lives in a different state. I know. When I talked to you, and I was like, "By getting, it's impossible to get everybody." You're like, "They're so man. far. Everyone's so far apart to pull them all together." Which oh yeah, man. You know, me. Our sax player is in New Orleans. Our our percussionist is in uh, uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, Lee Oscar, of course, um, he's in Seattle. You know, Howard Scott, he's in Texas, and of course, uh, Harold. You know. Is in Long Beach, which is might as well be a different state. Yeah, really. You know, yeah. me, yeah. And so, you know, when it's time to perform, though, you know, we'll meet up at the airport, or, or you know, we'll meet up where we're gonna perform. Yeah. You know, get on the plane, get there, get to the hotel, and we might see each other at the hotel. But it's usually, you know, um, when it's time to go and get on stage. That's see, now I, I, I was yeah. under the impression that. <laughs> Your band, you guys were all like staying in the same room in bunk beds. You know, you guys were all living at the same house. You partying up every single day and night. You know, that's this is crushing all of my all of my dreams of what your life is, Pete. It's well, they may have done that. I mean, what can I say? You know, about 50, 60 years ago. Fifty or sixty. <laughs> is that I mean, when the last fun was had? 50, 60 years ago? When I'm on tour, I try to make every night like a rock star night. I'm the, I, I will, I, when I'm on tour, dude, I'm, it's, it's a wonder that I make it back to L.A. alive. Like that, that is really my, 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 the only thing that, that I have to absolutely do is get besides the shows is I got to get back here alive. Oh yeah. And that that's the only thing that gets me back here alive is that I have to get back here alive. Oh yeah, absolutely, you, you man. Know, because this is where the money is. Yeah, cuz we fly everywhere. I mean, we're getting on a plane is very rare, you know, that we do anything other than get on the plane when we have to perform. It's, wow. You know, however, um we will be at the LA Convention Center um well, in several months from now. Uh, well, but, tell, tell, tell you know. us when. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll make sure you guys have the date. Okay. But, but that will be way to because... be prepared for a talk show, Pete. I know. I know. <laughs> we have concerts <laughs> coming up. When are they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, after you know, when COVID hit, our entire schedule was Ixnay. Oh yeah. You know everything. Yeah, and and that went on for you know, I mean, it's just two years, two and a half years. Latter part of 2021, that they've opened the stage again. Yeah, you know, for us to perform, for people to perform, and so um, because of whatever reasons they have, because they don't really discuss it with the A team, you know, um, our next concert, it it won't be until um, May. Oh. Of next year, 
you know, and that's the LA Convention Center. Oh. So I'll make sure you're posted on it, okay? Well, make sure oh. I got some tickets on it, man. Yeah, I mean, some, some yeah, guest passes. You know what I mean? He's not like, I'm going to make sure that you guys have VIP all access. <laughs> no, nah, he's like, I'll make sure you know about around sure about, know about it. when it might be. <laughs> You know, I mean, well, come just on for that, here. you're all gonna get a ticket, like Oprah. You're gonna get a ticket. You're yeah, gonna get a all ticket. All right. <laughs> the Beanie Freeman Show uh, makes a verbal contract of all these types of things. So, if our lawyer can take this down and record it, that would be very nice. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, boy, I cannot wait. I will be the first one in line, man. I'll be the first one there. Oh my goodness. Will, will you? Uh, uh, so now we didn't get to we didn't get to the story of okay, what exactly so so yeah. so now you're in the band all this yeah. is going on but what exactly happens that takes it from being war to being the low lowrider low band? band okay here's the story and this is actually before my time okay okay they had a company war did they had their own you know company the band right mm -hmm. now they were produced by a, a man by the name of Jerry Goldstein. I mean, he produced Sly Stone. He produced right. qu quite a bit of yeah. the, you know, uh, funk and soul artists of that time, yeah. Jerry Goldstein. But there was an incident that brought on a liability, which forced them to Chapter 11, that company that they had, which left the trademark open, you know, and instead of it being protected, um, the producer snatched it basically snatched their name. He put up the paperwork and put it with his company, which is called Far Out Productions, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what caused the rift. He goes, hey, look, I trademarked your name. You guys come work for me. I'll make sure you live the dreams of avarice, right? And they said, go basically go, you know, and uh, I would have said, "What? Uh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. the hell's avarice?" Oh yeah, <laughs> been, that could have been a terrible thing. That could have been a seventh circle of hell. No, all being I, very, all you know, I know, I'll make you all kinds of money. You guys will want for nothing. Uh -huh. You know, just come work for me. Yeah, under my we, name. We all know how that sounds. Yeah. Like, now, did, he, did he offer you an apple when he? Just, just oh take my a, God! Take man. a bite. Yeah, take a bite. Yeah. Oh, sure, man. Yeah. But but of course, you know. They were war when they were a garage band. Yeah. Even before they got dis you know discovered by um, um, the guy who oh god I can't remember his name right now, but um, um, Eric Burton. Eric Burton. Eric Burton, you know. Yeah. Uh, declares war. That was that album, you know, with spill the wine and so yeah. far, and you know, and of course, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Was the that they were the last guys to play with Jimi Hendrix the night before he died? Wow. Jimi Hendrix played with them and was dead the next day. Damn. Okay. But Eric Burton, of course, did an album with them. Okay. And then they it, it was their name. They were War. You know. And so of course after that incident, many years later, after they blew up. Okay. Um, that producer, he. You know, he, he stuck his hand in there and, and snatched that name, man. You know, basically usurped it, if, if you know what that means. Yeah. Okay, so. I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And so, of course, there was the riff. So, he basically did this. You know, he, he, he used, um, I guess, what can I say? He said, look, uh, to uh, Lonnie Jordan. 
you know, you come work for me, I'll take care of you, blah, 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 you have no debts, whatever, I don't know, you know, but basically, whatever he said to do, you know, whatever he said to influence him to come, he did it, you know, and of course, that left the rest of the guys, like, over here, so they were forced to change their name to Lowrider Band, because after going to court to fight for the name, the judge basically told him, look, his paperwork's in order. There's nothing I can do about that. He owns the name. However, he cited the producer, Mr. Goldstein. He cited him on image infringement because there are pictures on every album. Hmm. So every dime that he makes using that name, these original players get a piece of it. So when the George Leno... Uh, when war performs, you know, Lonnie Jordan and, and the band that he uses, when they perform in concert, these guys get money from that. You know, I don't, but they do. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I didn't write any of the songs, unfortunately, but yeah. I've been a part of the music, you know, for a long time now. Yeah. You know, and uh, so we go by the name Lowrider Band. And everybody knows who that is. Yeah. And the day that I met you, Right? We were, I was on, my, I, I remember now, the day that you and I met, I was trying to get directions. Yeah. You were and at I gas was station asking you for, for directions. directions. Yeah. And that's how we met. And the, but I was I'm on sure my way that I told you the wrong way. To our next concert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure whatever way I yes, told you. Yes, you did. You told me the wrong way and somebody else got yeah, me there. Yeah, that sounds but about right. The important thing right. is. You and I met. The important thing is, is that yeah. I sounded confident when I told you the directions. Yes, you did, man. You even got though me. they were absolutely wrong. <laughs> but it worked anyway. But it worked out anyway. It Look worked at, out we're, we're, anyway. We're here. Yeah, now we're here. But that day, we were. I was on my way to perform in concert. Yeah, I was like, I, I mean, I, I was so incredibly happy after I met you. I remember telling everybody. Yeah, and here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. The crowd was yelling, even though we were introduced as Lowrider Band, the crowd was yelling war. Yeah. You know? They know. They know. It happened twice. Once there at that place, I don't remember the name of it, but it, it was in Burbank. It was a really nice place. Yeah. Big place. But we were at the Ford Theater with Mandrill. And right after we performed, you know, the crowd wanted an encore. So they started yelling war war and Jerry Goldstein was in the audience you see Jerry he filed a federal injunction prohibiting them from even advertising as former members wow yeah nothing with the name war can exist on any of their promotions advertisement nothing not even the band formerly known as war nothing without a reprisal jeez yeah so that's where we're at you know, yeah. but however, man, you know, Lowrider Band, man, they they've been um they they've gotten pretty popular, yeah, over the years. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Arturo Sandoval one day. Uh -huh. um, he's um, uh, if you know who that is, he Dizzy Gillespie helped yeah. him defect. Yeah, from Cuba. okay, I got you. And Arturo Sandoval is one of the premier uh, trumpeteers in the world, right, mm -hmm. Arturo, man. But we were we were you know conversing. Uh, at the NAMM show. And uh, and I just told him, yeah, I'm, I'm with Lowrider Band and, and blah, 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 you know, what we do. And he was like, yeah, I'm familiar with Lowrider Band. 
Yeah, they, they were called War. I said, that's right. But now they're a lowrider band, but, you know, we still play all the songs, but Everybody right? that I've talked and, to said a lowrider band. They yeah. all said, oh, yeah, that's War. But I here's, yep, it is. But here's the kicker, okay? We're standing there, and I'm telling him this, and, and right in that moment, this guy comes running up, Arturo, Arturo, Zandupar, yada, yada, you know, he's gushing, and he goes, musica, and he's speaking in Spanish. He's speaking in his, you know, in his language, but he goes, musica, musica, look, and he unzips his jacket. And has on a lowrider band T-shirt, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking like, well, I said, nah, yeah, he's, he's, wearing, <laughs> he's wearing our that's logo, what right? About. And that's what I said to Arturo. I said, look, he's wearing our logo, right? But in my mind, I'm thinking Arturo's like, I wonder how much he paid this guy to come up there, right? <laughs> 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 I wonder how much he paid him to come up here and do that. <laughs> but yeah, but you never know yeah. what what. You know what triggers the the irony? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so you know that being said, man. Um, you know I hope that um, this coming 2023 will will produce a lot more activity. For well, us. I know that we want you guys back here in 23 if we can get you. you man, think, I'll do my best. You, I'll let can, them know. Will you, give, will, you give, will you give a try <laughs> oh, to come man, back? Come best. back and see us. Yeah, man. Whether it's you, whether it's you and everybody, oh, we yeah. just want we just want you back. Oh yeah, man. Be cool, everybody. Yeah, yeah the Lowrider Band. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of the Beanie Freeman show. That means it's time for you to go to bed. There's nothing else good on television. All right, everybody. We love you. We'll talk to you later. I don't know why. Uh, there's something. There's. there's. Oh. 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 With music, Pete. Oh. Oh. This was something I didn't even know. It's the birthday. It's a, it's a birthday. Birthday. Go to bed. You know, one of the things bed. I love about this is that 
you can talk about pertinent things, you know. Are we still live? Yeah. Oh, man, look, the show is over. Everyone go home now. The show is over. Good night. Good night. There's no way I could have gone on the late the late show and talk about that. But yeah, that's what happened, man. He just stayed naked. You know, and I play in my spot. So yeah. yeah. <laughs>